T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny Meringue. I found two empty bottles of a particularly decent Chateau de War Bordeaux 57 in your rubbish. Dusty Hera. You went through my garbage? This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app. I find it particularly offensive that you use them to wash down an order from something called Macho Taco. And Portland's sports leader, 1080. I would never drink a Bordeaux with a Macho Taco. The fan. It was a burrito machissimo. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. Hope everybody's having a great Monday out there. We talked a little uh, football. We got went down to San Antonio. Uh, heard from J.J. Perez on Will Stein, uh, reported the Oregon's new offensive coordinator out of University of Texas, San Antonio, a 33-year-old. So buckle up, Duck fans. Getting another guy with multiple offenses. Uh, and shockingly little experience play calling, but... Hopefully he'll be here for more than a year because Kenny Dillingham parlayed that into a head coaching gig in the Pac-12. <laughs> Let's shoot for two. Mm. Shoot for two years. Start for two, two years. <laughs> All right. Um, hour number two, we start with the – how about the hometown team, the Portland Trailblazers? What a weekend, man. They needed this after it was kind of abysmal where they dropped seven of eight and eight of ten heading into the weekend. They go down to Utah – pull out a win in Salt Lake City, and then come back home on the second of a back-to-back and beat the damn Indiana Pacers. Those are two really good wins for the Portland Trailblazers. Two wins they needed, desperately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To a man, I, I, I talked to a bunch of guys in the locker room post game last night, just kind of getting their feeling for where they were physically, mentally, emotionally, because I'll tell you what, man, they are tired. <laughs> they are beat up, and they, they every time I hear how you guys feeling, it's just good to get back-to-back wins, man. We needed that. We needed that. Yeah. That, that was like the general sentiment from basically everyone, is that they needed to see the, the wins pop up in the column. Well, and, I mean, starting on Saturday where they go to Utah, which is a tough place to play. Everybody knows that. But this is a good Utah uh, Jazz team. They're 14-12 and 12 on the season, really good at home. And Anthony Simons – Went the F off, man. And he turned that game into his 45 points on 15 of 25 shooting. 7 of 12 from beyond the act. That was a Damian Lillard-esque performance from Anthony Simons. So to put into perspective what Ant has been doing this season, him and Steph are the only guys who are averaging more than four made threes a game. Wow. That's the list. Just him and Steph. Just him and, just him and the greatest shooter of all time. Yeah, And then... I mean, like Dame hasn't qualified probably by playing enough games. No, he he does. He's just not. He does. He's just not on the the, oh, really? the percentage level. 
Well, good. Ant, over the last three games, is averaging 30.6 assists, three rebounds, shooting 53-50-100. That's really That's good. That's the last three games. That's So if you're, if you're looking good. for the level of basketball he has been playing, it has been absolutely obscene. He is. What does that put his effective field goal percentage? At? Uh, oh God, probably around seventy-eight, seventy-nine. Just going off the top of my head. <laughs> God, and he's just been bat s insane. This is again. This is me tuning my own horn a little bit. This is when I've talked about him being one of the top five shooters in the NBA. Mm-hmm. This is what you get. Did he start out slow this season? Yeah, and Dame has talked about it. A ton. Chauncey talked about it in post game the other night about how he's still a kid. He's twenty three years old. He still questions pre game. Chauncey goes, "Hey, you know, I I've had to pour in, or and I, and I do pour into him more than any other guy because he is the young guy. Dame doesn't need me as much. The I'm a point guard, so I'm going to naturally kind of you know pour into him. But he goes, I've seen a change in him not only this season but from last year, and a lot of that stems from that new role that he took on." Hell, I was talking to him during that that run where he was twenty seven and six, and he goes, you know, people were kind of ragging on about his turnovers, and he tells me, dude, this is my first time literally playing point guard in my life, and it's in the NBA, and I'm learning on the fly. Like, cut me a little bit of slack. No, <laughs> and that's what no, and that's what Chauncey was getting at is like he, do it. he's he has said, yeah, he he still needs like ease off on him a, a little bit because he's still learning this, but his confidence level has skyrocketed, which is where you get these you know, 23-point quarters, 33-point halves, 45-point games. He is one of probably 10, 12 guys in the NBA on any given night who can give you 20 and a quarter. Hmm. And it's having that ability, along with Jeremy Grant, puts the Blazers in a position that they just haven't ever had with Damian Lillard. And I talked to, to Dame about this last night, and... I asked him, hey, what is, when you're taking a look at what you've kind of had over your career, this is the first time you've really had three 20-point-per-game scores, and, and then Dame had this to say. I watch a lot of film. You know, even when I haven't been playing, I watch I watch the games. Even when I'm on a bench, I'm paying attention to the game. I'm in the huddle. I'm seeing what, you know, Chauncey is saying and what he's trying to position them to do. Um, and for me, I like I, I I know how to be present, and I know how to have, have an impact on the game, uh, and I know how to, to be myself within whatever is whatever is going on. And, um, like you said, this is the first time we've had it this way. You know, we've all had 40 points this season. You know what I mean? So it just shows the the ability that we have. I think for me, it's a it's a luxury, and um, it's my job to embrace that and to you know. Allow Ant to roll and be aggressive. Uh, that's a really interesting comment from Dame because he's kind of just saying to have that ability to sh- spread the wealth and take pressure mm-hmm. off of each other, it ultimately makes everybody else more confident. Yeah. And uh, I think there's something that, uh, to that in looking at the Portland Trail, the list of Portland Trailblazers, because he said three of us have had 40 point games this just season. Just this season, which is insane. A uh, Dame. And Anthony Simons and uh, Jeremy Grant. I went back and I tried to look at when the last time the Blazers had three different guys score forty points in a season. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find it. Uh, I, I went back a, a long ways. I mean, it's probably in the early nineties where you had Clyde and Terry and Cliff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably when it is. But it wasn't. 
It wasn't in the two. It wasn't in the two thousands. I can tell you that yes. day, Mitch. But that is, it's pretty impressive, and I think we've become numb to forty point games because we're so used to Dame. Well, yeah, and, and <laughs> when I looked this up, Damian Lillard is responsible for forty two of the Portland Trailblazers' forty point performances in their franchise's history. It's a lot of games. Okay, number two is Clyde Drexler with seventeen. Okay. D- Dame has 42. Number uh-huh. two is Clyde the Glide. Dame has more with than 17. half a season. Okay. I went and you, if you add up number two, Clyde, number three, Jeff Petrie, his mm-hmm. 13. Who's a, who's a bucket getter? Number four is CJ McCollum, who has eight. Mm-hmm. And then number five is Brandon Roy, who had four 40 point games in his career. So Ant must be at three. So those, if you go two, three, four, and five, and you add them together. That's 42 on the dot. So, number one position, 42. Yep. Positions two, three, four, and five combined, 42. 42. And Anthony Simons has two. He has two on this list, um, according to StatMuse. I'll have to double check that. Well, I'm just going off what StatMuse has. Um, They say that uh, it is two, and he is tied with Cliff Robinson, Terry Porter, Jim Paxson, and Maurice Lucas. Yeah, so those those eras are so spread across. It's so I know. it's so easy to see, like, oh yeah, there's plenty of guys who've done it. But you look at it now. The Blazers have had teams with multiple forty point per game scores on them before. Yeah, I mean, hell, even recently they had Dame, CJ, and Melo on a team. Yeah, and obviously Melo in his career was has had more than a couple forty point games. Sure. Um, the Dame, Lamarcus, Andre Miller mm-hmm. team, multiple guys with multiple forty point performances. Yep, but. Never in the same season. Never and, in the same year, yeah. And you you just go back a couple months and you had Josh Hart with 44. Mm-hmm. And now... And that was last year, but still, he's on that team. In the same calendar year, like, you've got four guys who have done it. Um, now, uh, the Josh Hart one definitely f- feels like more of the outlier, certainly. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine before the end of the season that Anthony Simons has an, at least one more 40-piece in him, the way he has been playing. Um well, just the amount of shots that he's getting, yes. too. Yes, and, and the, yeah. the, the 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 capacity he has for getting hot. There's, there's few players in the NBA who can get hotter than him. Man, I, but last night, it, you could see what Dame is talking about mm-hmm. in that when Damian Lillard is back in, it unlocks so much more for Jeremy Grant and oh Anthony Simons on the floor. Jeremy Grant especially, mm-hmm. it looks like he, lo- he can get in play so much more free because if you have Dame on one side and Ant on the other on the wing mm-hmm. on the perimeter, you the can, space Jeremy has to afford is insane. He can run corner to corner. He can move, and there's so much space in the middle of the lane. Well, he can post up, and you can't help from either side. Holy smokes! It is fun. It, that and you sit there, and you're like, huh, yeah. When I have one of the top seventy-five players in NBA history, he's useful. Yeah, and useful. And Dame mentioned, listen. It was off camera. We were talking um, just about how he kind of gets things going, and I was like, "Hey, so you know, working this out between you Ant, and and Jeremy tonight, it felt like this was the first time where you guys weren't like tr- like forcing the issue of, all right, here it's your turn, here it's your turn, here it's my turn, and the flow felt so natural, mm-hmm. so so natural. Dame, even though he was wildly effective in the first half. He hits that corner three to start the game. You're like, he's fine. Um, But he spent so much time off ball. 
So it wasn't him dominating the ball to get the look. So Ant and Jeremy are still significantly involved in the offense, even if it ends with Dame. And then like you look up at the, at the box score at the end of the first half, I think Ant had like eight points. And it was like, oh, no, he's kind of taking a step back. <laughs> no. Then he comes out in the third quarter and has like 13. <laughs> and you're like, oh, there he is. Oh, and that's the thing yeah. is you – Ant has – and Dame have, have kind of struggled to find this balance yeah. where the the elite initiator and the, the, the final shot creator. And they have gotten it done, or they got it done last night in the most effective manager. And then Jeremy just kind of peppers throughout the game. And I thought it was really interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll go to the audio here in a second uh, of, from Chauncey. But I asked Chauncey about the level of aggressiveness and change and the, what they had because they were just kind of playing back and forth with the Pacers in the first half. In the second half, there was a level of aggressiveness and a forcefulness that took hold, and you could kind of see how that played out. It felt like the message coming out of the halftime was be physical, get into the paint. You open up with almost every action going at the rim. The nerd dunk, Grant dunk leads to the hand corner. Yeah. Is that kind of what you wanted coming out of halftime? Yeah. Push the pace and get the paint? Yeah, it is. You, uh, you pay attention pretty well, I see, huh? Uh, yeah, we wanted to just be aggressive and attack, you know, not settle. We know we can get jump shots at any time, but I just didn't want to settle. Um, even though they have an elite shot blocker in there in miles, we still wanted to attack them, you know, um, and we did a good job of establishing ourselves in that third quarter. And that's why I was so upset about how we started the fourth quarter. But, um, you know, just teachable moments for our guys. And, that, and that's the huge thing there is that that level of aggressiveness, they had a 39 point third quarter which basically sealed this thing up but in that quarter you had Dane you had Jeremy you had Ant you had Nurk everybody had their moments and there wasn't a single point in that period where it felt like one guy was stepping on anybody's toes and if you go back a year ago to that Dame CJ Norm Rocco team right now Mm -hmm. they were all over each other's toes there were daggers back and forth like guys wanted to kill each other on that team it was not a fun time last night you saw a glimpse of what this looks like when they get going and everybody's operating on the same sheet music. Well, and it's also a situation where this is what happens when you have guys that want to be here. here. <laughs> That's all. And not, you're not forcing a roster together. And, no. like, look, Neil O'Shea, he had to force a roster together. I will give Neil that. Like, he had to force a roster together because he wasn't luring anybody here. Jeremy Grant wanted to be in Portland. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be a Portland Trailblazer. And... The growth that Anthony Simons we've seen because Damian Lillard has brought him along, he wants to be here. And obviously, $100 million, that'll help you want to be here. But I'll tell you this, Ant wants to be here. And that's where you get guys not stepping on each other's toes. Look at the Golden State Warriors, for example. They were okay with Kevin Durant leaving because they started stepping on each other's toes. (laughs) And there was friction. They have a core of guys that all want to be there and be there together. And they still won a championship, even though they were exponentially better yeah. with Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. They still were able to win a championship because they had guys that want to find their own roles and be a part of them. And it's a great point that you bring up about Dame and Ant. Because Dame has brought up Ant as not molded in his own image, mm-hmm. but very close. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've all seen the side by side videos of the footwork. I mean, it's. Well, Phil creepy. Beckner is to uh, yes, to but that's also another part of this. That. The, the working out together in the yeah. off season, but personalities like 
Dame is a big brother to Anthony. And Anthony, even now, a guy who's capable of, of going off, still very much looks to and defers to Damian Lillard. Hmm. And that relationship is something that I don't think you're ever going to question because of how Ant is, his sensibilities are. That's never going to be going to become a friction relationship. Mm. They're always going to kind of be on that page. And I think Jeremy Grant's personality is the perfect balance to this because he's just so freaking steady. Miked up uh, Gary Payton also All last vibes. night was, was fantastic. <laughs> And you could see his relationship with Jeremy Grant. They even mentioned it at one mm-hmm. point. Like, that is going to be one where I'm I'm excited to see how Gary Payton kind of just transitions into the rotation mm-hmm. and onto this team because uh, the entire team on Friday night went to go watch his community college jersey retirement, jersey retirement yeah. which was the most community college thing ever when they, like, have a window of an office that they just unfurl the banner out yeah. of <laughs> Perfect. But you love seeing that kind but of stuff. But they were all there. Support from his teammates. Yeah. This is a guy who's not played a game for the team. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. And also, not reporting anything or anything along those lines, just reading the tea leaves, I feel like he might be back on Thursday. Well, didn't they like open up his three-day ramp-up window? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be back on Thursday. Well, that would be great. It would be a huge boon because, my God, did they need another ball handler. I got one more thing on Jeremy Grant um, in the Portland Trailblazers. Your feedback at 503-250-1080. Welcome as well. Danny and Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. We're talking Portland Trailblazers, and uh, we're talking Jeremy Grant. And I wanted one more, one little note on Jeremy Grant. He's fit in so well because he wanted to be here. That Team USA time with Dame, Portland was a destination for him, which is crazy to think about. And his fit into Chauncey Billups' scheme and the style that he plays and in the way it kind of weaves in with Ant and Dame, Mm -hmm. it's been really fun to watch. But his athleticism is something that we have not seen. Like We haven't seen a, a, a true power forward type since LaMarcus, right? No. But his athleticism is off the charts. When he went up and, and got it, like, ball got blocked, and in the air, Volleyball got set. it and reset it in before the yeah. shot clock went off, 
I don't understand. I don't think people understand like how hard that really is. That's like something that you did as a kid on the on the hoop on your back of your door. Yeah, where you're playing the alley hoop game, like you're playing tips, mm-hmm. and he did it on a ten foot game hoop in, in the NBA. On the, yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. I tweeted out something along the lines of, "Okay, Jeremy," yeah. like because like, it was just it was such an absurd play. That is, and and that is something that is is fun to watch, and and we've seen those shades of it, but that play is also indicative of what we were talking about of uh in the last segment spacing helps that tremendously because he had it was in traffic in the lane but he also had enough room to operate in there because defenses have to respect Damon Ant when those two guys are on the floor and you know as this text uh points out Pew and Rufio says aren't we still in the Jeremy Grant honeymoon phase remember Nurks remember the Nurk honeymoon phase when we were just desperate for a center Nurk fever. Nurk Nurk came over from Denver, and everybody's like, "Yay! All the problems are solved. No more Mason Plumley." I would push back on that quite a bit, in the sense of that Jeremy has been a number one option. He's been a twenty point per game scorer in Detroit. Like that's, and it was like, "Well, the efficiency wasn't great." No, in Detroit, where he had nobody around him, <laughs> Jeremy Grant was a twenty point four rebound for assist guy, which those are incredible marks, and he will tell you. The the level of responsibility that comes with being that guy every single night is brutal. And I don't think there's a world that exists where he wants to be that guy ever again. You know, there is also an element of they didn't want to send him out of town in, in Detroit. He was going to, I mean, he, he left them and it was forced um, his way out. It, it wasn't a situation where... With Nurk, there was a lot of the issues that have have frustrated some fans here. The inconsistencies, the checking out at times. Jeremy Grant hasn't checked out once. That has never been an issue with Jeremy Grant. No. And it, it was that was the big caution and the big warning coming from Denver. What was a big warning with Jeremy Grant coming uh, out of Detroit? Was it the inefficiency because it was Jeremy Grant. People thought he wasn't going to be willing to accept a, th- a third option. Okay. But the thing is he is he's he is the third option, but for most of the game, he's the second option. It's just the yeah. opening lineup and the closing lineup and he's not the fir- that the, that he's maybe the third option. But on nights where he's had it going, and Dame haven't had a problem getting and that's again, that's the difference in this team. Mm. There's not there they don't get me wrong. Every one of these guys has an ego. But their egos are not conflicting yeah when somebody's got it going they know to defer and that's where you get when you get guys that play for team usa both dame and jeremy they understand like listen some nights it's somebody else yeah and you you have that mindset and that ability where i mean i'll I'll, I'll throw him under the bus look at trey young Oh, he's going to get another coach fired. Yeah, he, not just that. Just and it's Nate. It's Sarge. <laughs> it's Sarge. If you don't know, Trey Young didn't show up to a game on Friday yes. because he got into an argument with Nate McMillan. And, and Nate around. said either you can come off the bench because you're rehabbing off your shoulder and I'm not going to throw you back out there immediately, or you can stay home. And he stayed home. And he stayed home. And wow. you look at Atlanta right now, and this is why every time anybody tries to compare Trey to, to Dame, I laugh because there hasn't been a single issue like this once with Damian Lord in 11 years. Meanwhile, Trey Young's been in the league for four, four years, five years now, five years now, 2017 draft. Yes. And you basically have had every teammate hate him. Wow. With the exception of DeJounte Murray, for whatever reason, he likes him. Uh, John Collins, tired of him. 
huh. multiple times. I mean, you've had multiple locker room yeah. discussions by every athletic think piece you can imagine. Hmm. And people just put up with it because he can drop 30 and 10. Boy, it's really weird. He he gets the benefit of the doubt a ton where there's some guys that they'll get crushed and they aren't issues. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Trey Young has everything that you're laying out and well this Nate McMillan going head to head with his coach again, mm-hmm. he has been a tough pill to swallow for Atlanta. And yeah. he gets he kind of gets the kid gloves treatment. And, and then that's again kind of Tying this back to Portland is they never had any of that stuff here. Yeah. They well they had a little bit of it last year, but circling back to Jeremy Grant, the synergy data on him, and then we're going to go nerdy here real quick. Synergy data. Oh 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 oh. We need a nerds drop. There we go. There we go. Uh, nerds. But uh, you look at all of the playtight data, which tracks the outcomes of of events for those that don't. know What, what is this it is. called? Synergy. No. What What did you? Playtype data. Playtype. And so it track okay. it tracks the outcomes of, of events. Yeah. So. Spot up, transition, isolation, post up, pick and roll, ball handler, handoffs, cut, pick and roll, man, and then there's a putbacks and miscellaneous. Yeah. Here's where Grant rakes in all these categories: very good, good, average, average, excellent, good, very good, 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 excellent, average. Oh, is excellent the highest? Yes. Okay. Very good and good seem good. So, what what you're seeing there is from just like a a over you know thirty thousand foot view, there's not a hole in this game. Yeah, thank you for not putting a number on there because was, the I, numbers I, yes. would have meant nothing to yeah, me. I, the context was very good and good. Yes. That was a lot. There was no poor. No, and there was one average. No, no. Thank, thank you. There you go. Thanks. That's why I decided to go with that instead of points per possession because you have no frame of reference for what that is. Thank you. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm learning. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey, but what I, I wanted to highlight Dumbry. here is good. I was talking to. Uh, I know that. I was talking to Lamar Hurd before the game last night. Yeah, and we're Nicest talking about. Oh, uh, he is. But we're talking about uh, Jeremy Grant. And I go, man, you're down there all the time. And I go, is, is it, has his post game stood out to you as much as it has to me? Because that's the thing where I've watched Jeremy play. Yeah. I know he's a spot-up guy. I know he's a cut guy. And I know he likes to work in isolation. He's got a move over his right shoulder, a move over his left shoulder. He's got a, a turn and fade. He's got a step back. He's got a step through. He's got a shoulder shimmy. He's got a drop step. Like, he has a... a, a God, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. He has a Kobe Bryant esque package of post game. Like that's guys don't have that in the league anymore. <laughs> you you don't have wings who like Demar Derozan's one of the only wings in the league who can hit you over both shoulders, face yeah. you up, turn and fade, step step through. Like he used to take CJ to the woodshed in that uh, in that. A little bit of Roy Rogers, though. Is that his? Well, he's impression? the defensive side of the ball. Defensive side yeah, of the ball. I thought this, he was working with the bigs too. Well, he he does, but yeah. like Jeremy's post game is something he. Uh, I've talked to him about a little bit. He, his his game development. Because for those that don't know, Jeremy was a part of the process Sixers. <laughs> he was a second round pick out of Syracuse. He was yeah no he was a zone defense guy to Syracuse with all these questions, but he was just so toolsy coming out of college. We, we, we haven't really talked about it, but his no-dip catch-and-shoot three is very weird. There's only a couple guys. Clay's really the only other guy in the NBA who does it with really any kind of insane efficiency. It is something he has said he has worked on for basically five years to get it to where it is right now. You heard it here. Jeremy Grant is Clay Thompson and Kobe <laughs> Bryant. That's all I heard. Yep, that's what you're hearing right that's there. What I heard. That's what I heard. But he has taken basically this raw yeah. Clay and added an incredible post game. 
the ability to take guys off the ba- off the bounce, and this ability to knock down catch and shoot threes while being a plus defender. That's an all star. Yeah, and he's he's putting up all star esque numbers. Another thing Gary Payton was saying on mic'd up on the broadcast. Nurk last yelled night. it as he walked out of the. We were interviewing Jeremy last night. Yeah. He just goes all star. As he walks out, he's, he's like, yeah, he's not wrong. He is playing that way. Um, it'll, this is going to be a fun season to watch if they can stay healthy, damn it. That's the big thing is, you know, people were, you know, they lose seven of eight. People were, were worried about them, and they just got done with the most difficult part of their schedule. They were shorthanded. The teams they were playing weren't shorthanded, mm-hmm. and it turned into this perfect storm of hell. Now they've, they're gonna, they've got Denver at home, and then they go out on a six-game road trip where they see the Thunder twice, uh, and the Spurs twice. So you have four of your six are against this not that great stretch. teams. So you can get, and again, they're 13-11 right now. They've got, what, uh, nine games before Christmas. There is a legitimate chance of them being solidly above 500 going into Christmas. Okay. That's a damn good place to be, considering the fact that Damian Lillard has missed half of your games. It is good. That's great. It's a great place to be in, and especially with all of the new parts that were coming together at once. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean r- truly, You're think two, of it. Two starters. That's it. Damon Irk. And they tanked last year. They shut everybody down mm-hmm. before they even knew what they had in Josh Hart or Justin Winslow, mm-hmm. Justice Winslow. It was thoughts and guys. hopes. Yeah, it was like, oh, hey, 44 from Josh Hart. That was cool. Oh, he's not playing anymore. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I mean that that's basically what we saw is like these little flashes and uh, I'll give that trip to Santa Barbara at the beginning of the year maybe training camp it, maybe that training camp trip it was the kind of a key to a hot start for this team because uh they came out of the gate swinging and uh even through injury man these guys are worn out and I, I think that it, it's really interesting to to think about Chauncey Billups after the game last night saying they need rest man they need rest they have a 3 day break they're not practicing today. They'll them probably break. do film tomorrow and walk through. I don't think they'll practice. Mm-hmm. I'll, again, I'll reiterate this again. Jeremy Grant, Josh Hart, Justice Winslow, Drew Eubanks. None of those guys should be playing right now. Drew Eubanks looked like he was... Like a guy who hurt, was suffering hurt. from back spasms? Yeah. 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 And uh, Josh Hart also not looking... Dragging his left leg up and down the floor. Justice and Josh both have their ankles taped with... Mm-hmm. Their their ankles are taped like you and I used to spat our ankles. Oh, nice. I'm not kidding. I asked Jeremy about that. He goes, "Do you is over that... the shoe? Oh yeah. No, the over the brace. Over the over the brace. Yeah. Like they like little small layer, then brace, then big layer, then shoe. Wow. Yeah. No. I asked Jeremy about that, and I go, "Is are you doing like more than you usually do?" He just looked at me kind of wide eyed and gave me the yeah, yes. yeah. And they are. they are. They are more beat up than a team typically is right now. And they really need these three days off. All right. Let's get to the worst day on the web. Um, if we had an alert, this is going to, it would just be going off consistently. Uh, stop me if you've heard this before. Another player has entered the transfer portal. Whee! <laughs> it's carnage. Right now is Jeff Rust with the Sports Center update. Did you know Brazil played South Carolina in the World Cup today? Did you? Did you? You know, we talk for a living. You're bound to screw up once or twice. Never. <laughs> I've never done it before. But I love it. I love it every time like we misspeak. The text line just lights up. And even they played I... South Korea, not South Carolina. I, I mean, that's that's be a lot cooler. close enough. It would be a lot cooler if it played South Carolina. I mean, it's not like you said South Dakota. It I mean, be, it's Carolina. It would be easy to blame it like on a Ron Burgundy moment, but I didn't have the word Carolina like written anywhere in my update. I don't know how yeah. the hell that happened. Yeah. Well, you know what? I want a hoot nanny after a game. Yeah, 
A, a what? <laughs> you ever been down to a hoot nanny? South Carolina, it, there's places that are like another country. Oh God, yes. So, I mean, they could. Be I don't know if there's stuff. any South Koreans in it, but I don't know. All right, here's Ross. <laughs> Time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Man, that sucks. All right, Metal Monday with the worst day on the web. Worst day on the web has got to be any uh, operations director at a Power Five school because the transfer portal is open and it's it's been a nonstop. It's not like a drip. The faucet has been on all day long with players entering the portal. Um, if you just take Oregon alone, there's 11 players, I believe, that have entered the portal. Um, yeah. 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 And that that is not surprising when you think of coaches coming in and uh, you you hang on for one more year. Guys like Seven McGee and Byron Cardwell. The, su- the surprise to some today is Justin Flo entering the, the portal. That is a that's a young man that he has been riddled with injuries over his career, and that is something that that just sucks. But at times, you know, big spots. Uh, Ten wasn't in the game for Oregon, um, and that is you know he wants to be on the field probably four downs, and there were large swaths of games where you, he couldn't be. You wouldn't see him on the you wouldn't see him on the field. Which which is insane about this is it's not insane right now with the benefit of hindsight and how this season yeah. went for him to see him enter the transfer portal. Yeah. But if I told you in August <laughs> that Flo was going to enter the yeah. transfer portal and Sewell was not going to look great this year, you would have looked at me and told me I was absolutely out of my freaking mind. Well, yeah, or I would have said, uh, Justin Flo got hurt again. Like no, that would have been like the only reason you, like, why. Yeah. Like, yeah, that would have been the only reason why. And, yeah, it's it's uh, one of those things that changes are a coming, yep. uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball uh, for Oregon. Uh, for Oregon State, still the only player uh, that's being reported as in the portal for OSU is Chance Nolan, the backup quarterback in – Look, Brandon Huffman of 24-7 Sports, he he went on their national um, uh, show for 24-7 on, on the portal, and he said, look, Oregon State is one of two schools that's going to be in the mix for these quarterbacks that are, are all going and in, in dumping themselves in. Think of that. Think of that. In the Pac-12, like this is a whole conversation that, that we yes. can have. How set the Pac-12 is at quarterback with every single school, Michael Penix Jr. saying yesterday he's coming back, mm-hmm. and he's the nation's going, leading passer. Yeah, apparently he uh, had a hype video that he, he snuck it in at the end of the awards show. Yep, and um, that the place just went absolutely nuts. And that is a like that is a huge get. I didn't. You, I did not think that he was coming back. Did you? Yeah, because he was still he wasn't like a first day guy. Still, he's, still, he's a third round guy, but like, like that's not a bad place to be. Well, and he's this is what name, image, and likeness does though. Name, image, and likeness gives you a chance to keep a guy like Michael Penix Jr. because he'll make more money than a third rounder does. Oh, he's gonna get guaranteed a couple milli. Yeah, and that and he's he's worth more to UW than that. Yes, I mean this is this is the great part about name, image, and likeness. Michael Penix Jr. 
is making more than he would in the NFL being a third-round pick. Mm-hmm. By coming back for one more year at UW, UW benefits from it because they get their quarterback back for another season. Mm-hmm. There is no wrong in this. No. I mean, th- this is all good for UW, and it's great for the Pac-12 because think of it. Report over the weekend, Bo Nix is 50-50 Which, on what he's going to do. Insane. He will play in the bowl game. Again, insane. Um in the Holiday Bowl against uh, North Carolina, which we we haven't even talked about bowl games. We'll get no. to that in hour number three. Um, so he'll play in the bowl game, and he's 50-50 on coming back. So you have UW with Penix, Bo Nix 50-50. Um, the likely Heisman winner coming back. Well, you got Cam Ward at Washington State. You've got Caleb Williams has to come back. Yes, he's forced to. Um UCLA is going to have a vacancy with Dorian Thompson Robinson, Jane Delore at Arizona, who is the third leading passer in in the conference. Dorian Singer, wide receiver from Arizona, entered the portal today, which was a little which, surprising. That was he had a great year. Yes, I I saw that one pop up, and I went, um, you know, Jordan Addison's going to the NFL. Maybe he likes USC. Um, and then you have uh, Shadur Sanders is following his dad to Colorado, mm-hmm. which that was a hell of a press conference. We'll have audio from later. Woo. And what he told the team is dividing people, and I think that's an interesting conversation to have. Uh, Cam Rising is in all likelihood coming back to Utah um, as he's a junior this year, mm-hmm. eligibility-wise. He could come back if, if you give him the bag, keep him back. Think of that is some damn good quarterback play. And then what happens with Tanner McKee this year? Tanner McKee, when we were at Pac-12 Media Day, he was as good as gone, gone. from Stanford because he was rated as basically the third best uh, pro-style quarterback in the country. He had a rough season. After this season, I don't know. But does he want to stick around Stanford? Because they um, don't know what's going on with their coach. You don't know what's going on with the program. And even then, scouts are looking at him and understanding what he is as a quarterback and what was going on at Stanford. But if you look at those available openings, it would be, as of right now, and we'll, we can just assume that Tanner McKee leaves. Okay, so Stanford, UCLA. Stanford, UCLA, and Cal. Cal. Jack Plummer was a senior at Cal. Mm-hmm. And Oregon State. If Oregon State is is in that conversation, Oregon State is the most attractive out of those. By far. If Bo Nix leaves and you need a one-year stopgap just to have a guy to get Dante Moore ready mm-hmm. if he does end up signing with Oregon, okay, you could have the two most attractive spots. spots. Not even in the conference, in the country. Yeah, but UCLA is going to be one with with DTR leaving. That is that is going to be a, a tough tough sell. Those three, Oregon State over UCLA, that is, because you're in L.A. Mm-hmm. Chip Kelly has got that program back. I mean, and you have some more money. They play are playing very well. Oregon State, you're a quarterback, a quarterback away from beating UW this past year, and you're in the conference championship game mm-hmm. instead of uh, Utah's. That's where you're at with, with this program. They are very close, and they're, now they're going to lose some guys. They're going to lose some guys. They're, they're graduating. Co- their COVID guys are going to be gone, which I think they were a massive help to this team. But the portal, it could be huge for the Beavs. And look, only one name in. That is great signing. Great, great retention. Moves. Yes. If you're Oregon State, if you're looking at that program, are you more interested in a guy like a Hudson Card who's still young and developing, or are you more interested in a? Um, Who's the the kid from Western Kentucky? Uh, Austin Reed, like a, a ready-made one and done type. Yeah, kid. like which which one are you? Because I think this year you could have come into the season, you could make the argument for an Austin Reed at Oregon State, a one and done kind of guy. 
But now as you're kind of retooling and some of your, your, your upperclassmen are leaving and there's going to be some changes, does it make more sense to target a guy with a, a lot of potential, a four-star guy that's transferring, that again, like a Hudson card? Um, well, you have uh, Childs, who they're very high on the quarterback yep. commit for the 2023 class, who he checks. They, they almost, just won the CIF championship too, didn't they? Uh, two, I, I do not know. Aiden Giles, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Childs coming, coming up, like you're probably looking for that one year stopgap. So if it's not, like, because if you believe in him and, and by all accounts, he looks like a dude, they love him. Yeah. Um, so a Keaton Slovis probably makes the most sense of being the guy in between that. Yeah, and Keaton Slovis has only got one year to. I mean, that guy is going to be on his fourth team, third, third, right? I thought he, he went. He went. USC did he go to USC two pit? I thought he, there was a yeah. stop in between. No, I think you're talking JT. Oh, I'm thinking of JT. Jordan, that's, yeah, that's on Georgia of. too. Yep. Yep, yep, but yep. Slovis went USC to Pitt, and then now he's in the portal. So you're probably looking for a, a one-year guy. Yeah, he's a West Coast guy. He's familiar with it out here. Yeah, well, like it wouldn't. That would not surprise me at all. And no. that would be such a massive upgrade at the quarterback position. Well, there's one posi- There's one guy that package deal. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Clemson quarterback, as uh, DJ Ungalele, as expected, has entered the transfer portal. You think uh, maybe they get a, you know, seven-figure deal to take he and his brother somewhere? Mateo Ungalele is one of the Top most highly touted in the edge rushers in all of college or uh, high school football, so... Uh, he and DJ now going to be making a decision maybe together, but he's a guy, Ungle, DJ is, that's one that people say, hey, if he wants to go and he wants to win and he wants to play in a pro-style offense, maybe getting away from the distractions that is, you know, something like Clemson, go to Oregon State and just win. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. To say the least. Uh, has there been a quarterback... I shouldn't say, you know what, there has been. Because Spencer Rattler was this guy who had more around them as far as just fanfare and what they were going to be than Uyo on the late and then to now be in a transfer portal. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is that, a- that happens a lot. Look at, uh, remember Tate Martell? Do yourself look up Tate Martell. Yeah, but it wasn't like... DJ, he was, he signed. He like committed when he was like twelve. But this this is a little. Bit <laughs> he was like one like, of those kids where he was supposed to be the number one recruit in the country, and then he got. I think it was Ohio State, then Miami, and then he ended up at UNLV, where they cut him. But I'm talking about like a guy who's in college. Like DJ was the guy, mm-hmm. and it was very apparent he was going to be the next guy. And then he had a a good year, and then oh. it all fell apart. Yeah, that is. Odd, but that also is that's the game. Dabo Dabo shine coming off, and they lost Tony Elliott this year. I mean, that built the offense for him. He's their offensive coordinator. I mean, my goodness, that is something that you can't just gloss over. That you know, that's a program that was not used to any changeover in their coaching staff, and they lost their offensive and defensive coordinators in the same year. 
That's crazy. That's crazy talk. Yeah. It's just, but I feel like it's more than that. But guys, this, this that isn't have like, like a the sophomore Hurts. slump, and then they just you just never hear from them again. Yeah, this isn't like a Jalen Hurts or a Tua, you know, struggling to adjust the NFL. This is significantly more than that. Who is the guy? Uh, the UCLA quarterback. Oh goodness, had him in the had him in the Pac-12 championship game. Like they played it in Eugene, and then you just never really <laughs> heard from him again. Just gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, stuff like that is weird. That so it, it's like it, Drew something. I I can't remember his name. Yeah, but with DJ, just it's just such a weird thing. Yeah, to fall off a cliff like he has. That, that's not that's and not a quarterback. Take all of the blame. Yeah, all of the blame. That's not a guy you want at Oregon State, though, right? He doesn't he doesn't fit the mold. You think of even if they had, but I'd it, take him in a heartbeat. Would you? Yeah, if you have Jonathan Smith. Yes. Is, is, who, if you're ranking who's out there right now, who is your number one fit for Oregon State? Uh, f- well, fit and who you would take in a heartbeat are, are different. No, are I'm, different I'm, conversations, that's, that's why I'm asking. I think the number one. I think that there's a lot. I think Keaton Slovis is a good fit. Um, I think if you're looking at, heck, Graham Martz would be a good fit at Oregon State. That's the who Wisconsin was quarterback who who entered the portal today. He would be a good one. Um, and then from there, I mean, it's really tough because of so many styles. You know, you're talking about the Western uh, Kentucky quarterback. He is filling in. Bailey Zappi was that guy last year at Western Kentucky mm-hmm. who has started games for the Patriots this year. But that system fit, you just don't know. Um, and system fit is huge when you're talking Oregon State. Be- that's why DJ Ungalele, you just go, yes, because he's big, he's strong, he's athletic, he can make all of the throws, he's played in a pro-style system and has also played in spread styles. He he can kind of fit ev- anything you want to do if you're Oregon State. Everything else, it takes a between the years a ton to do what Oregon State quarterbacks ha- are asked to do. So, yeah. And, and that's why I think that— I think like, you're higher on him than I am. DJ Ungalele? Yeah. Okay. Just just watching him this season and his throwing issues in general, mm-hmm. I look at that and I like. If I'm Oregon State, yes, his athleticism means infinitely so much to what they could do in in an RPO game or something along those lines. But do they want a guy like that, or do they want a guy? I don't want to say Penix because Penix is different. Do they want a guy who's more on the passing side of things? Um, I think after this year, you just want a serviceable quarterback. <laughs> a beggars I mean, can't because, be choosers well, I situation. Mean, well, I, I shouldn't say that. You want an upgrade from serviceable. Sure. And DJ you, you, is you want a, You want a guy who can win you a game. Yeah, and he can do that. Yeah. We've seen him do that We, we have seen him do it. So maybe that's, that's, that's part yeah. of the redemption arc is that he does crash, but... You know, he goes somewhere else, and you see more of what you saw from him as his freshman sophomore year. I think there's a lot more going on at Clemson than what what meets the eye. Sure. Too. I mean, and when that happens, you see teams fall apart all the time that are very talented. All right. Uh, oh, geez, we're way over. We need to get this uh, thing rolling. 503-250-1080. Hour number three, we'll have some uh, NFL chatter, but uh, we still got college football. Deion Sanders, prime, coach prime. Headed to Colorado, and people are already divided. Danny and Dusty on the fan. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.